This show is part of the Pika Science Podcast, studying the intersection of video games and science. Coming to you live from a radio tower near you, studying the intersections of video games and science. This is Pokey Science. Happy birthday to Pokey Science. We made it six years. Kind of awesome. While much has changed, the original goal has not. Our goal here is to make learning fun by studying the intersection of video games and science. Yeah, we have some new faces, new programming, and it's all coming together. I have some announcements to make at the end of the episode, and I have something important I'd like to say. That said, I'd like to thank Topaz from our Discord server for their suggestions that led to this topic. If you come to our Discord, you can submit questions and suggest topics even. We'd love to chat with you, and starting this fall, we're going to have virtual hangout nights. So, that said, for this birthday episode, we all took turns answering the question, what is an animal you would like to see a Pokemon based on? What ability would it have? What typing would it have? Why did you pick it? So, without further ado, I give you Dr. Ray. Hi, everyone. Dr. Ray here. An animal that I'd like to see a Pokemon based on is actually another tick-based Pokemon, like a wood tick or a deer tick. Um, in terms of what ability it would have, I was thinking maybe Effect Spore would be good, just because the effect is contact with the Pokemon may inflict poison, sleep, or paralysis on the attacker. And since ticks can have some side effects, or other parasites can have side effects when they're in contact with the host, that one seemed to make the most sense to me. Um, in terms of what typing I'd want it to have, I would think fairy and poison. Poison because, as the effects I just mentioned to you already, but fairy because I think some of these parasites can be almost cute, and something that is cute and dangerous would be um, pretty pretty interesting to me. And depending on the culture, fairies can be interpreted as being these uh, sinister little uh, entities as well. In terms of why did I pick it, I know we already have Joltik, which is uh, the small electric uh, tick-based Pokemon, but I feel we really don't have the parasite vibe enough out of it. Um, it's cute, it's electric, but I want something that's separate. Um, so a different tick version that would be one that's small and cute, but also has this typing and ability that give um, the impression that you want to avoid it as opposed to hugging it and have it around you all the time. Ticks? Living in Ohio, I'll pass on this one. Though the idea of a tick that could make your Pokemon allergic to berries or something, mirroring the way some ticks make humans allergic to meats, I like that. I love the idea of an ability passing out some sort of infection that could almost act like a status ailment lasting for several turns, too. So, who knows? That could be a really cool mon. Just keep me away, because, you know, living by the woods, we got to check for ticks, so... Kind of not my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> Next up is Jillian, our newest cast member and the host of one of our new spinoffs coming this fall. Let's hear what she has to say. Hey everyone, it's Jillian, arachnologist and host of the upcoming Ecology XP series. What animal would I like a Pokemon based on? Obviously, I am very biased towards spiders. I know there are a lot of spider Pokemon already, this may be a hot take, but I haven't been terribly satisfied with many of the spider Pokemon. Most of them don't even have eight legs. If I were to make the ideal spider Pokemon, I think I would make one based on Australia's peacock jumping spiders. 
Let's call it arakpavo, a combination of spider and the Spanish word for peacock. Typically, peacock jumping spiders are bright colors like blue, red, and yellow. I think these would be cool colors, but my favorite colors are black and pink. So I would design arakpavo as a pink and black spider, nice and flashy, just like real peacock spiders. And unlike many of the other spider Pokemon, Arakpavo will have eight legs. Peacock jumping spiders in real life are notorious for their fun and complex mating dances. They raise their brightly colored abdomen and shake it back and forth, waving their arms around like, hey, look at me. So I would want Arakpavo to have an ability where if it uses a dance-based move like leaf dance or petal dance, there's a 50% chance it charms its opponent. Alternatively, if the opponent uses a dance-based move, Arakpavo can charm that opponent. In real life, the dance of the peacock spider doesn't always work out. Sometimes males end up as a meal for the female if their dance is unsuccessful. Arakpavo will definitely have a high speed stat and attack stat since jumping spiders are quick and they're some of the best hunters in the invertebrate world. Did you know that jumping spiders have been seen to pre-plan their attacks on their prey? An example of this is when a jumping spider is placed in an enclosure with prey, they have been seen to climb along the walls or to the very top, looking around with their sharp eyes and planning exactly where they will jump down and catch their prey. As for typing, I feel like fairy bug would be cool. Cutie fly is also a fairy bug type, and I want people to not always think of spiders as big, scary, cruel, or super venomous. I want people to view them as cute, even delicate, because they are. Spiders are extremely vulnerable and soft. That being said, the very real and beautiful peacock spiders of Australia are being threatened by urbanization. Most only have small specific regions where they exist, and there's evidence that they are disappearing right before our eyes as humans continue to expand. Anyways, I hope you all liked Arakpavo and learning a little bit more about jumping spiders, and I can't wait to talk to you all soon on Ecology XP. Arakavo sounds wonderful. I'd love to hug this little pink ball of joy. As someone with a pet tarantula, I do love spiders. I love Galantula and I love my plush of this little bug, but we need some eight-legged spider mons. Come on, Nintendo. Well, coming up next is my good friend Anaru. Let's hear what his thoughts are. Hello everyone, my name is Anaru. I am the econ guy here at Pika Science. And the animal that I think I would like to see a Pokemon based on, which we've had some hints about, but nothing officially designated as this, is a peacock. Uh, so fun fact, my family is all uh, of Indian heritage. Peacocks are a big thing in India. Uh, and I think a peacock Pokemon would be very cool, just aesthetically speaking. It doesn't have to be the most powerful Pokemon uh, but it would be very cool to have a peacock Pokemon, uh, something related to its feathers or its ability to like spike it up would be very cool as well. Um, Quaquavel, the starter, I think I'm pronouncing that right. The water starter in Paldea at least has like elements of a peacock with it, but a dedicated peacock Pokemon would be very cool to see. Um, I, I think it's ability. That's a good question. It's ability. I I hesitate to give it just a standard ability. The fact that its feathers uh, sprout out like that is an intimidation tactic, so it wouldn't be surprising if it had intimidate. The peacock could honestly be 
uh, equivalent to like the the Starly or Pidgey line of the the beginning of the route type of Pokemon that eventually evolves into this majestic peacock. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, um, that uh, the, the there there could be a distinct gender difference as well in the Pokemon games having male and female peacocks. I believe that there are differences between them as well. Um, yeah, between the two, the males are the ones that in in uh, in real life, the the males are the ones that have those giant blue and green plumages, uh, while pe- female peacocks have uh, are much grayer, um, don't have that majesticness in the same sort of way. Because I think in, in in also being an intimidation technique, it's also a, a, like a a mating thing that the males have the giant colorful aspects of it. Uh, in terms of typing. It fitting into that early route Pokemon probably would be the standard normal flying. If you could introduce another type, maybe Psychic could be interesting as well. Again, with that uh, intimidation aspect of it, or Fairy, one of those two. And there are different ways if you wanted to build a lore around it. it could go one way or the other. Um, but it definitely would be cool. I love peacocks. They're up there as some of my favorite animals. Um, my favorite animal is an elephant. So there are a lot of elephant Pokemon out there, but peacocks are certainly up on that list, and I think it would be an interesting Pokemon to have. So uh, a Pokemon that I'd be loving to introduce, a peacock, which would be very, very fascinating. Peacocks? What a wonderful idea. You know, I love the Cincinnati Zoo here in Ohio because they have peacocks wandering around the zoo. I do love Intimidate being the ability on this, though maybe a similar ability to Bruxish could also be a good fit too. I'm honestly surprised we haven't had a Peacock yet. What gives TPCI? Oh well, enough of that. I guess we'll have to check in with Chelsea and see what she's thinking as well. Imagine with me, if you will, that Nintendo, Pokemon, Game Freak have all they've had a little conversation together with each other and they have finally decided to bring back the dive feature. If you've listened to this podcast before, I have most likely complained about it <laughs> in the past. They brought back the dive feature. I love it so. And you are underwater exploring the marine side of Pokemon. You're encountering like Waylords and Tentacruels and maybe the occasional Love Disc, whatever. However, what I would like you to encounter is an Iguana. I would love to see a marine Iguana Pokemon. It would make me so happy Originally, I would have said an Anol, but now we have the legendaries that are Anol-based, so I can't say that anymore. However, marine iguanas are a close second for me. I think that you can also encounter them on the rocks or the shore near a body of water, which is true to the ecology of the animal. And also, um, their wa- their typing would be water slash ground or ground slash water. Um, I think ground slash water, maybe. Um, if they, you know, for some reason don't deign to bring back the dive feature, which I think would be a mistake, you could also encounter uh, marine iguanas when you fish. So there's a chance to encounter on the shore, and there's also a chance to encounter it when you fish. Um, but again... Fingers crossed, hoping for dive. 
um i'm not very good at thinking about pokemon abilities is what i've noticed whenever i try to come up with pokemon myself um however they feed on algae um which is the reason why they dive and they can dive up to 30 meters that's about 98 feet um and they can stay underwater for about 15 to 30 minutes um so i think maybe um something related to like you know having a held item that is algae that they can consume over time um to restore their health and it gets less effective the longer they're in battle because um i don't know if they're near water or on the water then they need to come up for air at some point that's my general idea of it i again I don't know how to structure Pokemon ability, but you know, wishful thinking here because I am repeatedly, ta repeatedly talking about the dive feature that they'll probably never bring back. Um, yeah, that is that's that's definitely my pick. Um, I'm always, always, always gonna suggest a good strong reptile. I feel like we have so many snakes. Um, so many generic lizards that every time they finally give me a crumb of something special, it's so good. Um, so that's why I picked. <laughs> that's why I picked the marine iguana. Alternatively, alternatively, um, because of how you can catch certain Pokemon in the newer games, um, that you know they hide in trees and you kind of have to spot them. I think any um, gecko that disguises itself as a leaf would also be a really good pokemon because then you'd have to really spot the odd leaf in the tree and try to catch it but that's all i have for you today thank you so much for listening thank you for joining us on our birthday <laughs> i wonder if it would evolve into godzilla you know those aquatic reptiles were the basis for the amazing godzilla movie in 1998 shh we know it was amazing <laughs> well that nuclear weapons right so give it hyperbeam honestly Inteleon always screamed blue iguana to me which is native to the galapagos islands uh lila and i've actually spoken about them at conventions they're so cute and i love the way they deep dive down to eat little you know mosses and grasses on the seafloor i'm all in on this mon great idea i guess it's time to shift gears and head over to jared Hello everyone, it's Jared here, coming at you to answer this prompt that we were all given for this episode. It is, what is an animal that you would like to see a Pokemon based on? What ability would it have? What typing would it have? And then of course, why did we pick it? So, Pokemon that I want to choose, I want to base a Pokemon off of the Birds of Paradise. I think the Birds of Paradise are a really cool flower. Uh, they are personally my favorite flower. So, and actually one of my favorite things I've ever built as a big Lego fan is the Birds of Paradise Lego. So I think it'd be really cool to do that as a Pokemon. So what I was thinking is we're going with a crane Pokemon, kind of like a Bomb um, Bombardier style a Pokemon like that, or like, I think kind of like, almost thinking like if you guys are thinking about the heads of like Dodrio, having like the head of the Pokemon be based on that, flutter, uh, that flower pattern, so it would have the different hues of like the blue, the red, the white, the yellow, the orange, it's kind of all throughout so the, the heads of the flower, having that long beak that goes with it, because that's the bird's paradise, they're 
named that way because they look like birds and then have like a clean a green coloration and it kind of makes sense because the uh whole thing about their leaves is their their uh leaves are very large such like a, almost a little bit bigger than like a plantation leaf so they are large lengths so we can give some very large wings and then for typing it's not my favorite type in the world but it's a typing that makes the most sense i want to give it a grass flying typing because of the whole it is a bird and it is based on a flower so give it the grass flying and then for abilities. So abilities, I think we can do three. So it gets a 10 ability. Um, for the first two abilities, I think Big Pex, because Big Pex is found in pretty much all flying types for that are based on birds. They all have that ability. And then we could also do Chlorophyll. Chlorophyll has just a normal ability to give it that speed raise, that give it that speed boost. And then I think, I think just for fun, and I think it'd just be kind of cool, even though it already has the flying type give it like aerial light i think would be a really cool ability for it to have or um i think that'd be the cool one just because it's there aren't a lot of like abilities that really go with it because unless i come up with a new one uh but i think aerial light would just be a fun ability to have just because not a lot of pokemon have i think Men mega pincer is the only one that has that so i think it'd be cool to give it to another pokemon and then um why did i choose this pokemon to make um, for me personally, I love Birds of Paradise. I think they're fantastic flowers. They're one of my personal favorites. Every time I'd visit the gardens nearby my house, uh, they're always one of my favorite plants to go see if I can go find. And then for cranes, um, I used to work with the Smithsonian and they had, uh, a bunch of cranes that were there and they were always around. You could, and I loved when I used to work up top there at the um, facility that we were at that I could look down and I could see all the cranes down there and I've always just been a big fan of cranes and like that type of style of Pokemon so I think that would be my Pokemon of choice thanks y'all for listening we've gotten so many Pokemon that look like other things and I love the idea of a plant Pokemon that looks like a bird I mean we have a Brachiosaurus that looks like a banana tree so why not extra stab options for an ability makes a Pokemon more threatening for sure and I'm always down for that competitively. Of course, I love that Jared had to go with plants. I wouldn't expect anything different. Well, I'm wondering what Ben's answer is. We haven't heard from him in a while. Let's see what he's thinking. Happy birthday, Pika Science. So my name is Ben and I have to come up with a brand new Pokemon based on a real life animal that has not been done before, that we have not seen before. And so for my idea, I think I wanna go with the glass octopus. Uh, it was fairly recently just filmed, uh, I think somewhere in the Pacific Ocean uh, in 2021. And the glass octopus, uh, Latin name Vitrella Donella Riccardi, <laughs> Uh, it's found in tropical seas around the world. Uh, it's about a foot to a foot and a half long, and it's completely transparent, hence the name glass octopus. Um, you can see its internal organs, its optic nerve, its um, digestive organs, uh, all of them are visible from the outside, which is super cool, it's super weird. Uh, and it's also found way, way, way deep in the ocean, so you probably will not ever see one in the wild if you are not an actively working uh, marine biologist. So if I was going to turn the glass octopus into a Pokemon, I think I would want to make it 
ghost and electric type. So we're really leaning into the transparency aspect by making it ghost. Um, and then it's not necessarily bioluminescent like some other deep sea creatures, but it is um, see-through in a way that kind of makes it look like it's lighting up, sort of. So I was just going to take that aspect and really lean into it, too, for the electric type. Um, not sure what it would be called as a Pokemon. So that part we're still working on. Um, I think for its abilities, uh, it would have clear body, of course. That seems obvious to me. Um, and then suction cups, uh, because as our other octopus Pokemon, we have Octillery, we have Inkame, we have Malamar, uh, all have suction cups. So I figure that that would also be appropriate. Um, and then perhaps for a hidden ability, we could do Illuminate um, or Volt Absorb. I suppose that would be pretty cool. Um, and then... I was toying with the idea of making it a single evolution Pokemon, so just out there on its own, but I thought it would be really cool if the first stage was smaller and then it evolved into a giant squid, uh, maintaining its ghost and electric type. I think that would be awesome. Uh, we don't really have a giant squid Pokemon yet. Um, you could say that Malamar is related to that, but I think that we could go a little bit further with that concept of a giant squid and really lean into like the spookiness of that deep sea ghost type um that's really something that we haven't seen before so that's my idea if you can come up with any names for that pokemon i would really love to hear what you might call that i love octopus anything i love to eat octopus in fact we had some deep fried baby octopuses as a family this summer and they were amazing. I, ooh, octopus balls, mm, takoyaki, mm, not gonna lie. <laughs> that said, you know, the typing of electric and ghost could be a lot of fun. I think it's an underutilized typing combo for sure. Except for you, King Rotom, we all love and appreciate you. You're one of my faves. Honestly though, if we had a glass octopus mon, I'd probably have to have one. And I'd probably have to hug it every day because it has all those arms to hug you back. <laughs> Speaking of hugs, let's head to our youngest member on the cast, the one I love to hug. I wonder what Lila's thinking about. It's the show's sixth birthday, and I, the animal I picked to be a new Pokemon is the Australian Cattle Dog. I wanted it to be an Australian Cattle Dog because they're cute and because there are not many animals that hood in the Pokemon universe. Uh, I want it to look like a dog, so I want it to have a long muzzle and white paws because, and I want it to have blue eyes and like look really fast and strong because cattle dogs are known for hooding and you have to be strong to hood sheep. I want it to be a ground type because dogs like to be outside and in the sun, and I think normal because they're cute and um. Maybe because, I mean, it's a dog, it's normal. So if it is with a partner, I want there to be a 50, its special abilities to be there a 50% chance of evading attacks if it's with a partner. And I think some of the moves it might give it is quick attack because cattle dogs sneak up and herd the sheep when they're quick. And mudslide because it's a ground type and cattle dogs love to be in the mud and outside. That's why I picked the Australian cattle dog, and that's the end. Oh, that makes so much sense. We've accidentally had two cattle dog mixes as our past two dogs. Both are lovely and protected doggos who love the girls. 
I'm impressed with her idea for an ability. Yeah, like our pups can sneak up good. But this ability would make uh, this dog that she told me she wants to call Ushi Inu, meaning cattle dog in Japanese. I think it'd make it a great evasion tank in the game. You know, give it some other moves like Snarl or Follow Me. And I think you have a pretty good competitor for Incineroar here for best pet mon on the team. <laughs> well, while I'm thinking about people I love to spend time with in the real life, let's also see what Brittany has to say. What is an animal you'd like to see a Pokemon based on? This is a question that I actually had a lot more difficulty with than I'd like to admit. Um, there are a ton of Pokemon based off animals. And every time I was like, oh, I really like this animal. I'm like, wait, there's already a Pokemon based on them. Sloth was my first, you know, thought. I like to nap. Um, but I settled on beluga whales because they're adorable. So obviously they're a water, water type Pokemon, but they live in really icy areas, so it could have been ice as well. But I ended up going with water and psychic combination. So blue whales have that melon on the top of their head, and it can actually change shape in in real life. It's very malleable. Um, I was so I was thinking like a really fun type move would be a two round move where it like kind of generates in stores psychic energy in the melon during one round so it kind of like gets bigger and then the next time just exerts a bunch of psychic force and returns back to its normal size beluga whales are also very vocal creatures which they don't have a word so make it make sense but they're very vocal so it could also have some sort of like screech or sing or something of that nature And the reason why I chose beluga whales is, one, they're adorable, like I said, and two, they're very, like, social and vocal and curious animals, and that, you know, reminds me of myself. I'm very curious and social, and I talk a lot. So, I'm basically beluga whale. <laughs> and also there, you know, are some species of blue oil that are endangered so it'd be great for conservation efforts as well get people hype on the blue oil baby beluga in the deep blue sea you swim so wild and you swim so free i mean i don't know that raffi song i've not raised multiple children or anything <laughs> if we could go back four years this would be Haley's favorite mon I mean, the amount of times we had to listen to that song on repeat is, I think it's incalculable, pretty sure. We got to see belugas in Chicago at the aquarium last summer, and they're so lovely, so cuddly, so friendly and soft, and this is just the perfect mon for Brittany. Love it. I love the typing combination and an ability where Pokemon changes size or appearance. It's always fun to me. Maybe throw on thick fat as another ability too, just to fit the theming. Just a few more friends to hear from, and the friendliest friend I know. I'm heading over to Kirsten. Hi, this is Kirsten. Um, so one animal that I actually think is missing from the Pokemon universe is going to be one based off of parasitoid wasps. 
And I'm really biased because I studied parasitoid wasps for my PhD dissertation. So to me, that was always like one of the really, really cool things. And so parasitoid wasps are a really taxonomically diverse group of wasps. Um, and they lay their eggs inside a giant variety of arthropods. And what happens is that they lay these eggs and the eggs hatch into larvae and those larvae start eating the arthropod host alive over time. Um, and there's a bunch of different examples. Almost any insect you can think of is going to be have some kind of parasitoid wasp that can attack it. So my thought is that there's going to be a Pokemon based off of this that inhabits the exoskeleton of other um, dead insect Pokemon. So like what I have, I have like this image of like, you know, a wasp, but wrapped around it, like it just recently escaped is like the shed off exoskeleton of a Butterfree or a Joltik or something like that. And so my vision is that the type, the Pokemon type is going to be based off of the Pokemon that it parasitized. So for example, if it's a Joltik variant, it would be electric type. And they drive this type uh, based off of like this the species that like I mentioned. So one ability I think would be kind of useful that sort of honors the basis of this animal is one kind of like wrap or sort of like leech seed where once it gets into battle, you're going to slowly, slowly start draining your energy because that's really what happens in real life um, with parasitoid wasps until eventually they die. So yeah, that's my that's my idea. Okay, so Alien Xetomorph 5 isn't giving the friendliest of vibes, but I can dig it. True story, the Xetomorphs are actually based on, uh, was it parasitic wasps? I love the wasp, like Digimon. Uh, some of them are like actually really cute. So I enjoy the idea of a wasp with various variants based on the mon it lays eggs in. That's kind of fun. Uh, this is a complex mechanic for sure, but I think it could be really awesome. Yet another way to incorporate unique, you know, breeding mechanisms like we talked about in Pokey College. Well, I think that's everyone here on the cast. Or wait, I have to answer this, don't I? <laughs> okay, well, for me, it's easy. There are not enough shark Pokemon. I love sharks. I've pet sharks. I've gotten to swim near them. I've eaten shark. The one thing I've never gotten to do, though, is hug a shark. I know, I know it sounds silly, but it's like on my bucket list. It's a bizarre item that I just can't get over. And I need a cute shark mon that I can hug. Not just any shark, though. I love black tip reef sharks. I think they're cute. I like the way they work in groups. And they're awesome hunters. These lovely creatures can swarm and attack a foe together. And I want my new shark mon to bring that energy. I'm thinking my new shark friend will have an ability where accuracy or stab is boosted when another water type is on the field and doubles. This could be super fun, and I love competitive play and any ability that works in doubles is fun for sure. It matches the shark's nature to hunt in groups and swarm, and to me that makes it, you know, even more awesome that we have the real world and video game connection. I mean, that's kind of the entire point of the show, right? <laughs> So I'm thinking of its typing though, definitely a water type. That said, I'm debating a few different secondary types. Electric could make a lot of sense considering the ampullae of Lorenzini and the shark's ability to sense electrical currents. That could fit really well. Ghost typing would be dope for sure, considering how stealthy these hunters are, like, you know, just sneaking up in the shadows kind of. To me, that like fits perfectly. 
Maybe even water normal, though, could be a fun typing for this month. I'm open to any ideas. I just want to hug it. <laughs> Definitely need Thunderfang in there and Crunch and Bite. I'm thinking Aqua Jet and Quick Attack. So I'm thinking this is definitely a high speed and high attack sat kind of glass cannon Iman. It can't take, you know, many hits. And we all know how to punch an attacking shark in the gills anyway. So this is what I'm thinking. A reef shark. What would I name it? Do, 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 do. <laughs> no. Uh, and honestly, I do have... One idea, kawaii me, uh, kawaii meaning cute, and uh, same meaning shark. Uh, I'm hoping pronouncing those correctly. I'm sure I'm not because I'm terrible at language, but excuse me for that. Yes, I just want to name this cute shark. <laughs> uh, I want to hug it. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I, I'm a dork about it, but I love sharks. So yeah. Okay, so that was so much fun. Legitimately, what a fun time. What will we do for our birthday next year? Well, something bigger for sure. I wanted to give you all a thank you here and a heads up of some of the changes coming your way. I know this year I've been like Mike Eisner once Frank Wells died, and I just want to thank you all for putting up with my tweaking and tinkering. Going forward, we're going to have more consistency with our schedule and programming. While we plan to still explore more content, we want to ensure we bring you more of the pokey science and the content you came to love to begin with. So we're going to do that. Uh, you know, this month you'll see two new shows being previewed, Ecology XP, hosted by Jillian, where we're going to focus on ecology of various video games, and a new currently unnamed series that Ben and I are working on, focusing on the monsters of the D&D world and the lore and cultures that they are based on from our world. I do hope you'll give them both a chance. I think you'll enjoy them. I'm definitely enjoying all the pre-production on them, and it's I have to say I am just so impressed with everyone on this cast. Starting next month, where we will announce our new schedule that will ensure you are always getting Pokey Sides episodes each month. Our goal is to continue educating people and bringing back fun new content while revisiting some of our old Pokey Science topics and going back to the basics with some brand new Pokey Science episodes. I'm honestly really excited. Um, the way our team has been helping us divide and split the work here. It means we can do more, and I really am appreciative of everyone here. I don't think I could do this all without them. So we've been looking at your suggestions on Discord, and those you've emailed to us at pokesciencepodcast at gmail.com, and we definitely have a few ideas. That said, there's definitely a few topics we want to cover as well, so we're going to get started on it right away. We'll be opening up our Patreon in October, and we'll be providing stickers to our supporters. We'll also be providing reports, which I'll detail next month. I'm excited to share this with all of you. I appreciate everyone being patient. This past year didn't go as planned, honestly. So, and I'm going to say this because I just want to be honest. I've talked about it on our Discord, and some of you actually already know that my surgery in May had major complications and kind of led me to multiple other surgeries this summer. It kind of put a pause on my life, and I'm happy to finally be getting my life back. I feel bad for my daughters having to have a lot of our summer plans canceled, but it has shown me how loved I am with all the support I got from amazing friends and my partners. I am thankful to Anaru and Jared for stepping up and supporting us this summer. I'm not sure what I could have gotten done without them. I really appreciate you guys. Thanks for sticking out with me all these years. You guys are awesome. 
So this fall, it's back to basics with a few twists, but back to basics. I hope you'll give our new programming a chance and as we grow and adapt. I love you all. I wouldn't be here without you all, and I'm thankful for the friendship and opportunities this show has brought me. So here's to reaching our seventh birthday. I'll bring the cake this time. Promise. Love you all.